previously on Second Fiddles. While on a mission to outer space, Chameleon learned that their hero, Captain Spangles, was dead. They also learned they're a shape-shifting member of royalty sent by the Chroman Empire to destroy the Earth by reproducing with humans. And then there's Recall. After rescuing her father, Smasher, along with A. Lee Carowin Danger Damsel, Sophia was left with even more questions. What have these two been up to during the time jump? Let's find out. Episode 32, BS. Greetings, Cam. I can see your breasts. Aw, oh, Sophia, you're back. Yes, I finally returned from California. Am I interrupting anything? I was not expecting to see this much of you. No, no, I was just working on a recipe. You're cooking while topless? That may present a safety hazard. Perhaps an apron would allow you the sense of freedom from clothing while allowing some measure of protection from burns. No, it's all good. I'm just trying to make breast milk. Do you have time for a story? You've piqued my interest. Are you developing a formula? No, I've been trying to produce breast milk by altering my hormones and mammary ducts. I think I finally figured it out. Hang on, let me put a shirt back on. May I ask why you're creating breast milk? I assume this has something to do with danger, damsel? Yeah, so there's a f ton to update you on. When I left Rose City to begin the search for my mother, Danger Damsel was pregnant, but had not yet given birth. She had the baby a couple weeks ago. We're not sure if it was postpartum depression or because the baby's father died while she was pregnant, but she's, uh, gone. What exactly do you mean by gone? She just left town, said she couldn't deal with the baby, and took the f off. We have not heard from her since. Who is the father? Should he not be the one caring for the child? So, Danger Damsel and Captain Spangles had this on-again-off-again thing. I always kept it a secret because of hero sidekick confidentiality. Yes, I know it's not a real thing, but I respected his privacy. While that strongly suggests Spangles as the father, it is far from conclusive. Has a paternity test been performed? Well, no, we don't have a sample from Spangles to compare. But who else could it be? There wasn't even a loose hair available from a hairbrush? No, they cleaned his quarters out before I even thought to ask. Did Danger Damsel state that he fathered the child? She barely said a dozen words after we got back. And who can blame her? Cromans torture people like it's their job, which is true in some cases. Jesus. It's no wonder she can't handle a baby right now. She can't even handle herself. Selfishly, I'm relieved that my father did not fare so badly. He made himself so large and strong that his mental capabilities were greatly diminished, so he was less troubled by conscious thought. He said his memory of his time in space was equivalent to a bowl of plain oatmeal, mushy and monotonous. A mushy memory sounds a lot better than a hardcore combo of postpartum depression and PTSD. Based on your breast milk experimentation, I assume that you are assisting with the care of the baby? Ha! Assisting is an understatement. I don't know why. Maybe because I associate the baby with Spangles, but I sort of volunteered to foster the baby? Semi-permanently? I'm a f***ing parent. That's a serious responsibility, Cam. Do you feel emotionally equipped to be a single parent? It was an impulsive decision, but I don't regret it. I love little BS so much, my heart warms every time I see those little eyes gazing at me. And I think the feeling goes both ways. Excuse me. Could you please repeat what you called the baby? For dramatic effect? 
I've been calling them BS. You know, baby spangles. No official name yet. I'm still deciding. You haven't used any gendered language to describe the baby. Is that on purpose? Yeah, I decided not to use gendered pronouns. When they're old enough, they'll tell me who they are. The gendering of children is so weirdly aggressive. Ah, yes. I have heard of gender-neutral parenting. I support your decision wholeheartedly. However, I believe that you should name them something other than BS. It may be considered off-putting. I know, I know. But what if Danger Damsel comes back and doesn't like the name I pick? What name is on the birth certificate? Nothing yet. I think we have another six days or something. I haven't even started brainstorming yet. I know Spangles doesn't have any living relatives, so I don't even know if there are family names I could choose from. May I ask, what was Captain Spangles' civilian name? It was never listed in any official personnel files. How do you know that? Those are supposed to be confidential. Let's just say my Snoopy phase does not refer to the beagle from Peanuts. What? Oh, Snoopy. I keep forgetting he's a beagle. He looks more like a bull terrier with a mouthful of bees. Adding brown to his coat and changing the shape of his snout would make all the difference. It would. Anyway, so Spangle's name was Roger Stevens. Why not name the baby after their father? Have you ever seen a baby? How can you call a baby Roger? What about Stevie? It's close to Stevens. Well, it's gender neutral. Better than naming them after a number or something backwards. Oh, also, baby Stevie could still be shortened to BS if you choose to persist with that awful moniker. Hey, I like it. You know, Stevie does have a nice ring to it. Thank you. I'm glad I could help. Now all I need is help childproofing my apartment. And furniture, clothing, oh god, diapers, toys, uh, uh, actually all I need is everything. When will you be taking Stevie home with you? Later this week, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. That is very soon. I shall assist you in your parenting preparation. No sh you would do that? Of course. That's what friends are for. Thank you, Sophia, really. I honestly wasn't sure if we were still friends. I mean, we went through a space adventure together, but I... Didn't hear from you after you left for California, and most of the time mission-driven bonding can fade into this weird, nostalgic thing like a high school reunion. We look at all these adults and see the people they used to be that you don't know anymore, and it just feels weird and hollow. I know what you mean. I recently spoke with Elijah, and he wanted to ask me about the Cromans. He questioned me for 19 minutes and 8 seconds before I softly segued into a different topic. Apparently... He was only focusing on the mission because he was deflecting. He and Max broke up, and he was trying not to tell me. Are you shitting me? They broke up? I haven't talked to anyone since B.S. was born. Is his invisible little heart broken? I could see his tears materialize when they dripped from his face to the ground. It was quite sad. Was it at least mutual? No. From what I gathered in between his loud sobs, Elijah broke Max's trust by spying on him multiple times. He was quick to clarify that he's always secretly watching people just by the nature of his power, which I agree with, but his lack of communication with Max was what broke the proverbial camel's back. Poor camel. I hope its spine is repaired soon. F I hope they work it out. Those two are so cute together. I still remember some of their intergalactic phone sex. My favorite roleplay of theirs was when Max was a grumpy paleontologist and Elijah was a sassy paleobotanist.
They role-played Jurassic Park but left out Dr. Ian Malcolm? When Jeff Goldblum was lying injured with his shirt open, it made me appreciate more than just the chaos theory. Well, that took a turn. Why would a mathematician be in such good shape? Asking the real questions. Uh, I missed you, Sophia. I feel the same, Cam. To answer your first question, I don't know if Elijah and Max can work it out. Let's talk about something happier. I want to hear about your trip to the West Coast. Did you find your mother? It took a while. It took quite a while. But yes, I found her. That's great. Maybe. Was it great? Oh, yes. Connecting with a mother I have no memory of was exhilarating. It was emotionally devastating, but the good outweighed the bad. I want to know everything. Uh, where to begin? Uh, why isn't she with your dad anymore? Ah, uh, was that too forward? No. I'm just replaying everything in my head and trying not to get emotional in the process. It was a lot to take in. You're among friends. Friend. Don't censor yourself. If you need to f***ing cry, cry. That's funny. You just literally censored yourself. There was a bleep in everything. What are you talking about? Nothing. Take your time. It's fine. I'm here to listen. I will begin chronologically. My parents never married, although they were deeply in love. My father normally relies on science and facts for making his decisions, but as a superhero, he was superstitious. He believed that as soon as a superhero got married, their spouse was destined to die in a tragic death at the hands of a supervillain. So he just never got married? Exactly. I can respect that. Good for him. No one needs to be married. Eventually, my parents had me and my sister Frankie, and the family was stable and content until Frankie's powers developed. Back it up. Give me the juicy stuff. How did your parents meet? Is your mom a superhero, too? Before my parents began a romantic relationship, my mother was Smasher's first sidekick, Void. She has the power to nullify others' powers in close proximity. When my father would enter a berserker state, she was able to de-escalate him. They balanced each other. Ah, uh, I've seen old newspaper clippings of Smasher and Void at A-League headquarters. That's so cool. Yes, I knew of their professional association, but my father never talks about her. Is that by choice? I mean, did your sister wipe his memory of her? No. He told me they separated amicably and she moved out west to be near her extended family. And he believes this. However, my mother informed me that the truth is more complicated, thanks to Frankie's memory-altering powers. F Frankie turns everything into a show. I was, apparently, the good child. So what really happened? Frankie's powers were never able to affect our mother, which frustrated her. Frankie avoided her at all costs. She liked to be in control of the narrative, and having a parent literally immune to her antics oftentimes ruined her fun. When did her powers kick in? Puberty? Yes. A young teenager who could manipulate memories was terrifying for our mother. My mother became estranged from many people in whom Frankie planted memories that did not align with reality. Did Frankie use her powers on you and Smasher a lot? Only for small incidences, so that my mother failed to observe it. Since our mother had devoted herself to raising us full-time, she was with us almost continuously. Frankie generally preferred to abuse her powers rather than ask for permission. She decided it was better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Except that she never had to ask for forgiveness, because no one would remember the offense even occurred. For instance, sneaking out of school returning before dismissal, and causing the teachers to think she'd been present the entire time. 
This behavior continued for some time, before it worsened. But if your mom can nullify powers, why didn't she offset all this bull your sister was pulling? While she can negate a power when someone attempts to use it, she cannot undo the effect of the ability. The effect of the ability? Nerve damage, or an injury, for example. Okay, so if someone can make fires, she can block that, but if someone gets burned before she shows up, she can't unburn them after the fact. Exactly. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. How long did Frankie have her powers before yours manifested? She's older, right? Yes. I developed my power two years after she did. I was curious if my memory power counteracted or negated the effects of Frankie's, but that wasn't the case. She stopped using it on me for the most part, however, because she often put little effort into the memories she would implant, and I would notice their obvious lack of detail. Reconstructions? Like when she created new memories to replace old ones? Indeed. When the average person remembers something, they can typically think of the overall impressions and lose many of the minute details. In addition, memory is limited by subjective interpretation. Four people can experience the same event and yet have highly distinct recollections. Sometimes people only remember how something made them feel, or a smell, and memories fade over time. Except for yours. Correct. Because of the specificity of my memory, Frankie would have to craft a new memory with exquisite detail in order for it to go unquestioned. My mother told me that whenever I would note that I remembered something unclearly, I would suspect Frankie's influence, and then sisterly bickering would ensue. Your sister sounds pretty manipulative, I gotta say. Our mother believes Frankie is a psychopath. Jeez, so how did that end? I mean, what made your mom leave? Eventually, Smasher had so many false memories that my mother barely recognized him anymore. When Frankie was upset with our father, she would plant memories of our mother being unfaithful or lying or attempting to harm us. Although she created a recording for him, informing him of the truth, it couldn't undo the harm caused by those implanted memories. Even if he objectively knew they weren't true, the pain of such recollections was destructive. Holy sh**. Your sister needs to be sent to the f***ing island. Smasher doubted himself so much that he began distancing himself from the family. Eventually, he moved into A-League headquarters. Is that when your mom moved away? No, not then. I was driving Frankie somewhere one day, and we began to argue. She became so enraged, she caused me to forget how to drive. My mother learned this because she had hidden numerous cameras around so she would have hard evidence of Frankie's behavior. F*** me. Did you get in an accident? Yes, and the collision triggered my first transformation into Basher. Basher? Basher is the name used for me in my transformed state. I prefer it over Lady Smasher, which I find sexist. Then what happened? Frankie was injured in the accident. Not badly, but enough to frighten her. She tried to erase my memory of what happened while I was Basher, but something went awry. I passed out. And when I eventually regained consciousness, I had amnesia. So Frankie's the one who wiped your memory? I do not believe it was intentional, but yes. I thought it was because of your neural inhibitor. That must have been a false memory that she implanted in Smasher. So how did the inhibitor get in your head in the first place? Frankie made my father believe that I, as Basher, caused the collision on purpose and tricked him into doing the surgery himself. My father is technically, and tangentially, the reason my transformative power has long been suppressed. I take it your mom viewed your amnesia as a good opportunity to leave town? While I was recovering from the surgery, 
She would sit by my side. When I finally recovered consciousness, Smasher told her about my full memory loss. That's when she told him she had to leave. What did Frankie do? Frankie told our father that she was moving to California to work for an ad agency, and he hasn't seen her since. Or at least, he hasn't remembered seeing her since. No, I mean, what did Frankie do about your mom leaving? Ah, she made our father believe it was a mutual split out of agreed-upon differences, so he wouldn't seek her out to reinitiate their relationship. You're still not answering the question. Did Frankie do anything to your mom? Like, threaten her to stay quiet? She did have a conversation with her, but Frankie expressed remorse rather than contempt or anger. Really? Yes. Frankie felt sorry for erasing my memory and wanted to stay in Rose City to help heroes behind the scenes. That's why she's been sidekicking and then erasing her existence. Of course, she may also have been posing as a sidekick while secretly helping villains. It's difficult to ascertain. Well, sh- I hope she's not a baddie. I have many questions for her, but finding her has been quite challenging. It will take time, but I do not plan on giving up. Have you tried asking Fourth Wall where she is? He might know if he's mentally still with it. ID is his sidekick, so maybe he can put you in touch. That's a wonderful suggestion, Cam. Thank you. Anything for you, Sophia. Well, not anything, but most things. I appreciate it. Really, I do. You are a wonderful friend. I know. Okay, so after actually finding her, do you think you're going to stay in touch? Certainly. We have already scheduled bi-weekly phone calls. Of course you have. My mother was thrilled to reconnect with me, but she did provide a dire warning against seeking out my sister. She opined that finding Frankie wasn't worth the closure. Ah, that sounds about f***ing right. I know you're not going to stop, but I'm worried that meeting your sister won't be what you want it to be. I don't anticipate hugs and hair braiding, so I doubt my expectations will be dashed. Well, be careful. If you need backup, you have a ton of super-powered friends, so just say the word. Thank you. The same goes for you and baby Stevie. No offense, but none of you have parenting experience. I could read dozens of parenting books, if that would help. Well, if I have questions, there's always the internet. Or I could call my mom. She did raise an alien, come to think of it. I'll still do my best to acquire the most relevant information. If you ever need a babysitter, I will try to make myself available. Do you think I'm crazy for taking responsibility for BS? No, I believe your sincere attachment to Captain Spangles is expressing itself in your care of what may be his child. Well, that's amazingly clinical. And not a great reason to have a kid. In such matters, reason is sometimes academic. What matters is what you do once you have a child. Wise word, Sophia. If you didn't talk with such a stilted cadence, you'd make a great motivational speaker. Oh, sh! What time is it? It is 11.26 a.m. Oh, whew, okay. I have a meeting at noon with Doc Healy to go over medical baby preparation stuff. And I've been really spacey lately. Spacey? That word reminds me of someone that Pitch complained about last week. Oh, no. Is this another one of Tammy's punny, henchy stories? No. This is actually in reference to the A&B League's new costume designer. She is called Spacey Stacy. Is she really forgetful? No. Her power is that of spatial awareness. Oh, cool. Does she use that while fighting? Like knowing exactly how to move her body to take advantage of enemies? I assume so. But she mostly uses it in her career as a superhero costume designer. She can tell how garments will fit someone's body with a mere glance. Ugh. 
I get it. I've never used the A-League designers before because it's hard to have an effective costume when your body can change shape and size. Maybe Spacey Stacy can help you come up with something. Yeah, maybe. But unless it's like 100% spandex, it's not going to adjust to my shape-shifting easily. What was Tammy complaining about? Does she hate her new costume? No, she loves her costume. But she didn't like her partner Force's new costume. She said it made Linus look too hot. And she was so distracted looking at him in his costume that she wanted to jump his bones. Also, she said she wanted his costume to be liquid and stain-resistant. I fear these complaints are related, which disturbs me. (laughs) That sounds like a terrible problem to have. I've been thinking of a costume refresh lately, considering my new powers. When I transformed into Basher, most of my costume was destroyed. Ren took off her cape and covered my body with it after she sang me to sleep. Maybe you need some full-body spandex. Perhaps. Anything is better than being stranded naked, as I know from working with Smasher for so long. Luckily, his pants were extremely stretchy, so his lower half remained covered. Apparently, before I was his sidekick, he would have to bring his costume and change so he wasn't fighting villains completely naked. I wouldn't mind seeing what Smasher has to work with. Cam, you are once again referencing my father's genitals. I keep forgetting. Sorry. I told you I'd been spacey. Is it possible to have baby brain without actually having a baby yet? I don't believe so. You are likely experiencing the effects of stress. That's true. Okay, I should probably get ready for my meeting with Doc Healy. I need to change into a shirt that isn't soaked in breast milk. Ah, what a weird porn thing to say. That would be advisable. Unless you're starting an Only Heroes account. It was nice to see you, Cam. Congratulations on becoming an impromptu parent. I'll check in soon. Thanks, Sophia. I'll text if I need anything. Good luck finding your sister. Good luck producing milk. (laughs) Thanks. In this episode of Second Fiddles, Sophia is voiced by Robin Rimey, Chameleon is voiced by Elena Langan, and MacGuffin is voiced by John Pupo. Music by Pete Johnson, and writing, editing, and sound design by Matt Johnson. Feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Second Fiddles Podcast, Tumblr at Second Fiddles, and Twitter at Second Fiddles spelled 2ND Fiddles. Transcripts of all of our episodes can be found at our website, secondfiddlespodcast.com. Thanks for listening.